The evening after return from Carvajal, Aragon decided to test the stone as Murloc had. Book 1, Aragon. Chapter 5, Fate's Gift. And Chapter 6, Awakening. Welcome to Aragon and Back Again, a podcast where we explore Christopher Paulini's inheritance cycle, one chapter at a time. Or in this case, two chapters at a time. I'm Darian Smart. I'm Lucy Hart. So yes, today we are only on like episode six, five, Five? six. And and we are breaking our our format, but Lucy, tell them why. It's... Chapter five is three pages, mm-hmm. and in the Audible book, give me a half a second. Was it four minutes long? Fate's Gift is four minutes and three seconds. It's one thing happens. <laughs> one thing happens, and one thing happens only. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it was literally for the purpose of dramatic effect. Like, mm-hmm. that is why the chapter ends so abruptly. That is why it's so short. It could have 100% just be combined. Into, um, yeah, Fate's with- Gift could have been... Awakening, yeah, like that could have just been. It could have been just one chapter called. I really like Fate's Gift Fate's as gift a chapter, is a good title. chapter title. So like, I can one hundred percent do Fate's Gift as a Fate's Gift and Awakening as one chapter. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been. It would have made it like twenty two minutes. Yeah, reasonable chunk. So I'm like, that's. Uh, but uh, here is what happens. Yeah. In these two chapters, the evening after the trip to Carvajal, Aragon is shocked to discover his stone is actually an egg. When it hatches and out pops a brilliant blue dragon. Aragon quickly bonds with the creature, perhaps through magical means. First, he attempts to care for the dragon in secret, but as the dragon grows quickly in size, it's clear Aragon won't be able to keep this creature secret for long. He decides to tell Garo and Rowan about the dragon, but first he will go to the storyteller Brahm to learn more about dragons and the dragon riders. Yep. So it's like, we are uh, finally... Finally! Finally! <laughs> I mean, it's only like page fifty-one, so it actually hasn't yeah, been that. Long. It hasn't been that long, but we're finally like we're done with the stone. It's mm-hmm. not a stone, and that was like something that I highlighted mm-hmm. was in Awakening was, but not a stone. He realized an egg, and it's mm-hmm. like finally, yeah, Aragon, <laughs> yeah, Aragon. But that's not even like yeah, Aragon. Because I actually think it's perfect. It's probably oh. reasonable for him to think this oh, is absolutely. just a weird polished gemstone. Like, yeah, Aragon is not at fault here. It's Paulini's insistence that. This is the surprise. That's what it is. You're right. He wanted it to be a big dramatic effect. That's yep. why the chapter ends with Aragon recoiled in shock, standing in front of him, looking off the membrane that encased it was a dragon. Yep. Because was, dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. this is the first time acknowledging that it's an egg and mm-hmm. it's a dragon, which, as we've talked about in our prologue episode, should have been established that it was an egg here, or at the very least, they should have never once called it a stone. Yeah. And then, like, again, like, I get, like, I just, I just feel it, like, in my heart of hearts that um, it would have made such an impact for um, readers to be like, oh, the shade, it's an egg, and thus being like, oh, my God, it's an egg. But, like, what kind of yeah. egg? And it's, like, a, probably what a kind dragon of, egg. Yeah, but... and then it switches to Aragon finding a stone, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, stone, and then we know that it's an egg, and yeah. then this is like, oh, it's a dragon, like, I fucking mm-hmm. knew it, or whatever, like, I yeah. knew the egg was a dragon, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the, like, uh, it's, a, it's a type of irony, but I can't remember, dramatic irony. Yeah. When the audience knows something that the character doesn't yep. know. But... To, to the credit, it's only page, it's like page 51, and that's like, oh, wow, me looking at the, uh, the rest of the book. The rest of the book. 
No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so we're not, yeah, we're barely a sliver into the book. Yeah. So we get to, so far the pacing has been very quick. We didn't I think spend it has a lot been of time. Good. Yeah. We didn't spend a lot of time of Aragon just doing his daily life on the farm. Yep. We didn't, it, it gives us, it's been successful in both giving us a taste of what Aragon's life is like before all these things break out, mm-hmm. but also setting up pieces of like, even if Aragon had not gotten the the stone. Yeah. Things about his life were probably going to change for the worse. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Because of the thing. It's, it's, I mean, we could talk about that more, like, when the chapters come, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost argued that, like, the stuff that happens to Carvajal was because of Aragon. Actually, probably. that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily true. We will find out later. Yeah. I think you can tell, like, oh, because Aragon's one concern is, like, oh, there's no way I could just keep the dragon secret. If the Empire yeah. finds out I have it, they'll definitely kill us all. That and... is what I highlighted that because mm-hmm. I loved I loved that so much because it kind of goes back to what we were saying in the last, like, couple episodes where Aragon despises the Empire. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I can't. We can't let the Empire find this because yeah. that's, that's really bad. And I think it does, like... I, we don't realize that I did listen to the next chapter because I wanted to be fully prepared. Yeah. But like we don't find out until the next chapter the weight of what Aragon has yeah. found really hits him. Right now he's just like, I have an egg and if the Empire or if I have a dragon and the Empire finds out, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, and I have to take care of this dragon. It's a really big responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get it um, when he when he says he faced a painful dilemma by raising a dragon he could become a writer mm-hmm. and like that i think in and of itself like it, it kind of goes in where he says myths and stories about writers were treasured and being one of being one would automatically place him among those legends yeah i think that circles back to aragon's desire to be important absolutely because earlier in the cha- or in the the previous chapter in in fate's gift he's reflecting on the the the, the stone still he's like all right Murloc said it was hollow but i can't open it so i need some kind of magic Magic, uh, but I don't believe that a magician with enough power to transport the stone wouldn't be able to find it again. So was I meant to have it? Yeah, he goes back he to that thinks question. About that, am I meant to have yep. this? And so that like instinct of not like why did it come to me? Am I meant to am have I it? The idea like can it be destiny? Can it be fate? Yeah, gift? is this important? Mm-hmm. Like, or am I important mm-hmm. enough to have this? Yeah, absolutely. I do want to talk briefly about like. Fate's Gift is such a funny chapter. It's really it's good. So I goofy. do really like it's mm-hmm. go- I definitely it, it is 100% 15-year-old hears a weird noise in his room. Mm-hmm. Like it just-, it just like gets up and he's like what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And then like grabs his knife and he's like looking around, he can't find it and then he hears it again. He's like what the hell? <laughs> and it's coming from the egg and he just starts to he like he like sees the the egg or the stone. He's like, and he picks it up and like absently cradles it in his arms as he studied the room. A squeak rang out in his ears and reverberated through his fingers. It came from the stone. The stone had given him nothing but frustration and anger. And now it would not even let him sleep. I know. I love that so much. It's such a good line. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Why? He's Why like, is it making this noise now? It's like, first you scare off the deer that I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. You like, I can't even trade you for meat. The freaking traitor won't take you. Like, you're just this nuisance. And now you're not letting me sleep. Why are you peeping? Are you kidding me? Why, Why are, are you squeaking and peeping? <laughs> what? And at this point, I'm a little perplexed that Aragon doesn't realize it's an egg now. Yeah. Like, it takes him... I don't blame him before this. Obviously, mm. there's no reason he should assume this isn't a giant yeah. egg at all. But now that it's, like, making noise, and especially when it starts to, like, rock back and forth later... Yeah, and I- then the cracks start appearing. Yeah. Like, that would have... I would have been like... 
oh. Yeah, like that it doesn't. I mean, it, we get to the chapter in like Awakening where it's like, oh, it's not a stone, he realized, but an egg. Yeah. And and that's fine. It's just like, Aaron's a f- lives on a farm. We know they have chickens. Yep. We've talked about the chicken. Yep. The chicken for breakfast. Yep. The, the chicken breakfast for chicken. breakfast. The, the door dash chicken for breakfast. <laughs> so he's seen eggs hatch. Yep. yep. And so maybe it's just the idea of like him being so convinced this is like a stone. Yeah. That he just had literally hasn't just, just, just an egg. Yeah. But like because I it's think like speaking and rocking. I think it's weird that in this chapter he doesn't realize it's an egg yeah. and it's hatching. Yeah. I think it's like he's so caught up in the magic of it that mm-hmm. he's like the stone itself is squeaking, nothing inside of it. Because the guy was oh, like, oh, it's hollow. And so he's like, oh, there's nothing in it. It's literally the stone itself that is squeaking. And he's like, are you oh, fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that to Aragon. Yeah. It's, it's it's goofy, but I'll I'll give it to him. I think yeah. it's just kind of funny. I'm like, you are a farmer. <laughs> you, you have seen eggs egg. hatch. Yeah. How long does it take you to realize it's an egg that's hatching? Fine, yeah. whatever, magic. It's. I'm not going to give him too his hard time. I, I do think this section is funny. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be its own chapter. Like you said, Luz, I think, you know, could have just been big like that like large space of paragraph break yep. and then the dragon was no longer than his forearm yet it was dignified and noble yep like that's incredible i've never seen a newborn thing dignified and noble. I know. it doesn't matter what it is they uh, are it's weird so good and pointed yep. <laughs> but yep. no, it's and a it's dragon like, yeah it, it does kind of it's it's he does kind of say that it was weird because uh the like oh it says uh the dragon fanned its wing they were what made it appear so contorted mm-hmm. so it does look Lumpy, yeah, I think being a newborn, newborns are lumpy. Mm-hmm. Newborns are lumpy, <laughs> and so it's like, oh yeah, the it is, it is that awkward. And he, I like, he also says like describing how it looks, which is why I was livid with uh the movie, mm. by the way, because it says uh where is it? Oh, I don't think it says it right here, but it does like talk about how I think Aragon starts. He like messes with the wings. Not in a bad way. He just kind of touches yeah. the wings. Yeah, just got membrane wings. Yeah, uh, he slid a finger over its thin wing, thin wing membranes. They felt like old parchment, velvety and warm, but still slightly damp. And so it's like obviously skin stretched mm-hmm. over membranes. Yeah. And the book w- or the movie is like feathers. I'm like feather no! wings. Yeah, it was a that was a design choice. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Let's make her so elegant. Yeah. But that's not the first time Aragon touches the dragon. Yeah, the nope. first time he touches the dragon, oh, it's it's like uh, I don't know how to explain. It. I mean, the book does a pretty good job, but like mm-hmm. he's like the dragon's, you know, checking him out, nibbling his sleeve. He pulled his arm back. A smile tugged at Aragon's lips as he looked at the small creature. Tentatively, he reached out his right hand and touched his flank. A blast of icy energy surged into his hand and raced up his arm, burning his veins like liquid fire. And it just. It's this wild thing where just all of a sudden, like, incredible energy just, like, blasts through him. And it's, like, incredibly painful and he can't move. Yep. And he's trying to, like, come back to himself. And he describes, like, this feeling of of something brushing against his consciousness, like a finger have, trailing over his skin. I have I highlighted that whole paragraph because mm-hmm. I really like how Paolini describes the basically like mind sharing or tele- telepathy or mm-hmm. something like that. Like and I, I think he does a really good job mm-hmm. with it. And I think like even when I first read this, I was so captivated by the idea of it was as if an invisible wall surrounding his thoughts had fallen away. Mm-hmm. He was not uh, and he was now free to reach out with his mind and how terrifying scary. That scary. Could yeah. Be. Yeah. I love this. This thing he talks about like how scary uh, afraid that without anything to hold him back, he would flow out of his body and be unable to return, becoming yep. a spirit of ether. 
And that's, I think that's a totally reasonable response for Argonne to have. Like, yeah. He's, it's, it's delightful because he's a little perplexed, but he's not scared of the baby dragon. Yeah. But he is incredibly freaked out by like this weird and this idea like his consciousness is no longer protected and sealed. Yeah. Like that is scary. Yeah. Because it's like he fifty for 15 years, he has spent his whole life in his head. Mm -hmm. And now it's as if like those boundaries dropped and now he's open to the world. And I'm like, that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is actually crazy. Mm -hmm. I also, um, funny aside, I do love the fact, I do love the image of him touching the dragon and then like kind of like collapsing or whatever. And the dragon's just watching him like, you, you good, dude? You good, Because <laughs> the dragon doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't happen it just, to the dragon. Yeah, because the dragon is just, he's glared suspiciously at the motionless dragon. So I just picture this dragon just watching him like, yo, like a cat what's up? Well, it could be like, the dragon could be like a cat settles kind of still and they're like, what are yeah, you doing? Just like I'm going to stay very still. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do like how a scaly leg scraped against his side and he jerked away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that because he's like, oh, I'm not going through that again. And then nothing happens. He's like, oh, okay, that was just a weird, okay, that was just mm-hmm. a weird thing that happened. I'm going to pet you now. Yeah, but it's it's all, I think it's interesting because it's like that something brushing over his consciousness it's like not only is that wall gone, but it's like Aragon's not alone in yep. his head anymore. Yep. And we it's very quickly like apparent it's the dragon. Yet again, mm-hmm. the tendril touches mine, but this time instead of curiosity, he sends an overpowering ravenous hunger. Yep. He got up with a sigh. And I again, Aragon catches on quick. Very he doesn't quick. He, like what happened to him like freaks him out. But immediately he gets what it is. He's like, All right, the dragon is hungry. Yeah. I have to now feed my dragon yep absolutely okay i'll think about it. he's like i'll just i'll think about whatever's going yeah, he's on like, I love, just... I'm like i'm gonna just process this later <laughs> that's, yeah we'll just set this in a box and we'll deal with it later okay that's fair i gotta feed the dragon and yep. and it does you, know, you already talked about like his like dilemma and he decides he's like oh you know it'll be easier he thinks that it could be easier to kill it and he's like no 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 he's no, like no, that's no, absolutely no i can't do it that's Instantly. awful yep yeah and he can't do it even consider it he doesn't even consider it. it's more just like a list of like you could do this you could do this you could do this yeah that one yeah. no get rid of that absolutely because it would be like and that's the thing like the simplest solution it would be the simplest solution mm-hmm. but it is not an option yeah like at all mm-hmm. and and i think it i think it kind of highlights that there is an instant deep bond between aragon and yep. the dragon like absolutely. it's not just a Aragorn wants to protect it or he wants to keep it. The idea of killing it is like, I think the word uses like repugnant. Yep. And he, but the idea was repugnant. Yep. Mm-hmm. He cannot do that. And I mm-hmm. think that that indicates like this is magic. There yep. is something more here than just, oh, I have a dragon now. Yep, like, this absolutely. Is, like, I just found a stray dragon. Like, no, there is a bond here. I think Paolini does an excellent job in in creating a bond in the reader with the dragon. Oh, yep. I like the dragon. I like the dragon. And, and it's... Not, go on. Oh, oh, no. Go ahead. And not just because, hell yeah, I was a dragon kid. But, like, it's cute. Yep. And it's curious. And it's competent. And it's charming. And it's just, like, this little creature that, you know, is a little freaked out when Aragorn leaves it alone for the first time. Yep. But Aragorn notes, like, okay, it's got there's some feathers in here so it can get food by itself. Yep. So it's not, like, an annoying burden yeah. on us or the reader. We're like, oh, cool, we'll have to deal with the dragon until it becomes cool now. Like, yep. no, instantly the dragon is something is charming yep. and endearing. Yep. And I also, like, there's uh, uh, one of the things that I think I'm a little biased, because not only am I, I just love dragons in general, but um, when he's petting it, 
and he's sitting there petting it. The dragon nuzzled him, arching its back like a cat. And I think that had something to do with oh, it. Oh, cat. <laughs> describe it as a cat. Describe it like a cat. cat. And I'm like, all right. All right. Damn. And I that like throughout like all the books that just continuously mm-hmm. comes up and I just love it. But yeah, no, I I am I'm with you. Like the dragon is competent and just super mm-hmm. cute because I love when he does leave it and it, and it uh what is Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like and I like leaves it in the Leaves it in the tree. I do like how it's described of him making the little hollow, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I like how he just, like, makes it. And it's really comfy and really nice and da mm-hmm. And then he leaves it. And then he impresses the stay here. Mm-hmm. Stay here. And then, like, a dim acknowledgement came tentatively through the link. But Aragon... This is... I also love this. But Aragon wondered if it really understood. After all, it's only an animal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just love that line. Because we're, like... We're with Aragon. We're, like, yeah. Just, like... Just like a cat. Mm-hmm. It's just like, a cat. Do you get what I'm saying? Do, like, do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, you're staring at me and you're slow blinking, but I don't know if you actually understand. Yeah, do you me get or not? it? But I, I get. It. I'm impressed that Aragon very quickly understands what that connection is. Mm-hmm. He's like telling the dragon, like, okay, it'll be fine if you stay here. And it's like it clearly. This dragon has not. Understood. Okay, let's lower the scary consciousness again and be like, stay. Yes. Just do you under- it seems like I think it understands what I want. Yeah. And it, it the dragon does. It doesn't leave that little space. And, yep. Uh, Aragon spends the next, like, two weeks or so, I think, like, mm-hmm. in this pattern, and the dragon gets so big. And it, Very quickly. Yeah. Over a month. Yeah, over a month. I love how worried he... Aragon is so worried about the dragon. Like, oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, is it going to be able to survive the, the winter? What if something gets it? It's so small. Yeah. Like, I like... And also, like, this chapter makes me like Aragon a lot more because he's into, like, I am responsible for this dragon. I can't keep it in here. So here's a nice space. But he's spending all night, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, literally, like, when he, oh, I can't remember where it was, but it's, like, his, the, when he goes to sleep for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that night he brooded about all the things that could happen to to a small and unprotected animal. Thoughts of ice storms and vicious animals tormented him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... I'm with you. Like, his dreams were of foxes and black wolves tearing at the dragon with bloody teeth. And I'm like, yep. Yep. He's like, ah. <laughs> first thing he wakes up in the morning, I'm like, I have to go check out. And the dragon's fine. And the dragon's like, cool. And, like, scared because first night alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably on the cold, but it was probably fine with the cold. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, I'd be scared, too. But it's okay, like, it can. you back. Yeah. And, like, I think, like, yeah, like, yeah, he was watching the sunrise from high in a tree. So, was spooked, mm-hmm. but not, like, terrified. Wasn't hiding in its little tree hole it was out and about and alert mm-hmm. and i love the 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 passage where the with the dragon aragon just like kind of like sets it on the shoulder his shoulder and like showed the dragon what he knew about the forest not caring if it understood his meaning it was a simple act of sharing that mattered yes and i love that and like the dragon gazed back at him with bright eyes drinking in his words mm-hmm. and just this connection of these. sharing and yep. just talking to the dread and bonding with this little creature yep it's so good it's when really Aragon, good. <laughs> no. when Aragon goes home he's conscious of the two hard blue eyes drilling into his back indignant at being left behind like <laughs> how dare you yeah. leave me here by myself again? exactly like like vivi whenever i go to work mm-hmm. and i just i'm like have a good day and he's just staring at me i'm like i can't bring you with me you yeah. would hate it it's the you would in- absolutely oh, hate it hate yeah. it Look at that. Yeah, Vivi's he knows. Vivi's with us today. <laughs> little blue-eyed dragon. Oh, Vivi's not a dragon cat. We've discussed this. He's he's a goblin cat. Oh, yeah, there 100%. Are two different, and you, re- listener, if you are a cat person, you understand when we say dragon cat or goblin cat. He's a goblin cat. Look at that face. <laughs> he's so 
<laughs> Matt, he knows we're talking he about does. him and he's so grumpy. But I love that it's the word indignant, where it's mm-hmm. not like scared or angry, just more just like, how yeah. dare you? Like, we hung out all day long and now you're just going to leave? you're just going to leave me. But the dragon's yep. like, I know you'll be back and I know I'm safe, but I'm still offended. I'm still mad. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then, yeah, like the next couple of uh, the the weeks go by and I like how it's a smooth mm-hmm. routine was quickly established of how mm-hmm. like Aragorn would come feed it or whatever and, and go do chores and come back and mm-hmm. do all these things. Yeah. And his uncle and cousin are like, hey, you're spending a lot of time outside. <laughs> like he's like, I have no idea how to answer that question because yep. it's wintertime. If it was summer, you probably wouldn't notice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then, yeah, I like how, and started checking to make sure he wasn't followed to the tree. It's like, mm-hmm. yep. But the fact that he never is, I think it indicates, like, that his family, like, has noticed, like, oh, you're spending more time outside. And and that's good, because I think it is just show that they notice Aragon oh, And are 100%. aware of what Aragon does. But they aren't, like, Garo and Rowan are not curious people. Mm-hmm. Like, if the stone had appeared before them, they would have left it. They yeah. They would not have gotten oh, near 100%. it. And not even out of fear, they would have just been like, none of my business. Yep. And so with Aragon, like, he doesn't actually have to worry about his uncle or cousin following him because they aren't going to. Yeah. I also think it has, like, they don't distrust him. Yes. Because so, like, like, yeah, exactly. They're like, all right, he can do whatever, like, he, he like, does his chores. He yeah, comes home at a reasonable done. time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, and I just think it's, like, Aragon's just being a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Whatever like, he's doing, it's fine. Like, absolutely. I don't, I don't need to know. I'm not worried. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is interesting. Uh, I like he just... What do I want to talk about? Oh, the, the contact is just getting stronger and stronger. Oh, and yes. he starts to be able to feel it from like three leagues away. And he's like, it was him. He's like, because he doesn't communicate with words, but like images and emotions. It was an imprecise method and he was often misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I do wish we expanded on that like a little more. I would love to have a little bit of a comedic thing of like the dragon not understanding and Aragorn having to like, oh no, Roran's here. You can't do it. No one like trying to like keep his cousin from seeing dragon. Yeah. Hey. Like freaking uh, how to train your dragon. Oh yeah. When Toothless's uh, thing gets caught and like Astrid comes over. Oh Astrid, hi Astrid. Hey Astrid. <laughs> and and then gets dragged. Just out. gets pulled out of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly that. That is the scene I was picturing. Yeah. Thank you, Lucy. Yeah. I could see it in my head, but I was like, what is this image? Yep. This how to train your dragon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree. I also really like how it's described because, like you mentioned earlier, just like the mind connection it being like weird and new and things like that and how he talks about how uh these mute conversations filled his working hours but like when he talked with people the contact was distracting like a fly buzzing in his ear Mm -hmm. and so it's something new that he hasn't really gotten used to yet Mm -hmm. and it's like he's not alone in his head anymore is what you were saying and that's like having that constant presence is something that he has to deal with now and he's just like oh my god Mm -hmm. sometimes like please stop Mm -hmm. but can't stop can't stop and i like how it's like helene demonstrates that it does go both ways because it's not just because he mentions where is it soon aragon could contact the dragon anywhere within three leagues he often did so and the dragon in turn would lightly brush against his mind so like he's checking in on the dragon and the dragon will also also check in and be like you there okay he's like yeah you good okay we're good yeah like in the fact that it is not just like aragon checking in on that the dragon is like sharing this back and forth and it elevates like the the sense of like intelligence like aragon's still like this is just an animal they have like needs and stuff yeah but the fact that the the dragon is like we'll check back consciously and be like, yep, here i am yeah there you are and i think like that's i think that's something that we mm-hmm. see before aragon does mm-hmm. um that this dragon is highly intelligent like super intelligent yeah 
I like, I did highlight, um, as the dragon matured, it squeaked deep into a roar and the humming became a low rumble. Yet the dragon did not breathe fire, which concerned him. Yeah, and he's it's like, like hmm. yeah, and I think like that's like um, Aragorn like just ticking off information he knows about dragons is like, okay, bigger, yep, roaring, yep, just the rumble, that's new, but okay, it's coming, that's deepening, but not fire yet. I see smoke. No, it is kind of like a parent who's like, they haven't started walking yet. <laughs> when 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 are they supposed to walk? Yep. Is this have I done something wrong? Should I be concerned? Is there something more I can be doing? Yep. I don't know enough. When does the dragon when does the dragon breathe fire? Yep. And it's a, I love that it's not like oh concerned of like you're supposed to do this. It is like a little bit of a, like a parent to like yeah, absolutely. When are you supposed to breathe. It's like fire? you're supposed to there's have, never a hint of flame am I, like am I, ah. not, am I not doing enough? Oh no. Yeah. I need to talk to someone. I need to talk I need to help. He can't Google. He can't just Google. <laughs> Honestly, probably for the best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> whipping up his phone. When do dragons breathe fire? <laughs> yeah, right. So the so Aragon's gonna go to the only person that that knows anything about dragons. Also because the dragon's getting too big to hide. Oh, yeah. It's very obvious that there's I, a large creature in the woods now. Absolutely. Just kind of going with that, like, I love that Paulini made the dragon real. Like, mm-hmm. dealing with, and I do, I love the whole paragraph describing, despite Aragon's effort, the forest around the farm filled with signs of the dragon's existence. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to erase all the huge four-clawed footprints sunk deep into the snow. And he refused to even hide the giant dung heaps that were becoming far too common. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And then I like how... Um, the dragon had rubbed against trees, stripping off bark, and the and had sharpened its claws on dead logs, leaving gashes inches deep. Cat, if, cat, cat, yep, cat. One hundred percent. If Garrow or Roran went too far beyond the farm's boundaries, they would discover the dragon. And I just love that it's like, yeah, like, and I think like that for Aragon, it probably solidifies animal behavior because it is acting like an animal, mm-hmm. um, a predator but, specifically, yeah, uh, exactly. And so. Um, so I do, I do really like that Pellini went in, like, er, like, Pellini's just great at, like, going in depth with, like, broadening the world Mm -hmm. and, like, making it real and showing, not telling. Yeah. And I think, like, just, like, these little snippets we get, like, even of Aragorn's life, it kind of continues to the dragon's life and how the dragon is living and just, like, doing things. And I just, I really like, I really like how that was, like, yep, this is realistic like 100 percent realistic realistic. feels like an animal yep and then i also like i also like just that this is another thing that makes me like aragon more Mm -hmm. is that he's like okay my uncle and cousin are definitely gonna find out about this dragon and like he's like he can't imagine a worse way for the truth to come out for them to just discover there is a dragon he's like i gotta tell him yep but he's like i need to be totally prepared because they're gonna have questions they're gonna be upset and i need to convey to them that I know how to take care of a dragon, that I know what we can expect, that I have a plan. Absolutely. And so he's like, I got to go to Braum and ask the questions. But also he needs, he wants to name the dragon. Yes. It's so important that he introduces the dragon with a name to solidify that this isn't just like random scary beast. Yes. This is my dragon. Yep. So, I, well, <laughs> we don't have that name yet. We don't have the uh, name yet. Yep. Uh, but, but speaking of like my dragon, the chapter ends with like a heightening of of stakes almost yep. when like he goes to see the dragon before leaving for Carvajal and it's the first time like a single word rang out in his head deep and clear Aragon it was solemn and sad as if an unbreakable pact were being sealed he stared at the dragon and a cold tingle ran down his arm Aragon and it's like the dragon knows his name yep like specifically knows him yep 
and and it freaks him out. He like runs home trying to escape the dragon. Yep, my dragon. Yep, Aragon. and that's like I really like for the first time. He did not think of the dragon as an animal. It was, it was something else, something different. Mm-hmm. And it's like yep, because that was the first time like the Aragon, uh, the dragon, the Aragon, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> the dragon can use words to, to converse, mm-hmm. and that's like. Holy cow. Yeah, it just literally, it can't, it just hadn't learned them yet. Yeah. Because it's baby. It's baby. And baby first words were Aragorn. <laughs> the dragon's first, first words, words were mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Oh. Brilliant. I, I think love that's it. so interesting. Yeah. And then that that is the chapter. And so like, it is, it's so good at making you like these two characters. Oh, 100%. Like, these are our protagonists. We are stuck with them for the rest of this series. Yep. And at this point, I like them so much. Yeah, and I do I do like when Aragon is like, I need to tell my family about this. He's mm-hmm. 100% like, I'm going to tell my family about yeah, this. Yeah, he's going to do it. And he's going to try because he wants to keep the dragon. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep his dragon. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't know what that means, but he wants to. And I think like that's just leaps and bounds for Aragon, showing mm-hmm. that he trusts his family. Yeah, and he he's like he knows it's going to be hard because he also knows his family, and he mm-hmm. knows Brom or not Brom. Uh, Garo. Garo is gonna not is, gonna be jazzed about the dragon. <laughs> yeah, is not gonna be mm-hmm. like super thrilled about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aragon's like, no, like I can communicate with the dragon. I have like the, me and the dragon have an understanding. The dragon goes hunts in the spine specifically, like doesn't touch any of the farm animals, like does. Mm-hmm. stuff that just chills in the forest like it's okay kind of thing yeah like so. it'll, be, it'll get bigger but it'll be big enough to protect us from any exactly. danger so eventually if we keep it if we can if we keep the dragon long enough it will protect us like we've protected it because dra- yep. because aaron isn't sure like i don't know if this is a boy dragon or a girl dragon he tries to figure out he's like i don't I love no that idea. whole scene I'll, of I'll him trying out. to flip the baby dragon over he's trying like, to find no. something and it's like what are you doing he's like well i guess i'll figure it out later yeah <laughs> yes it doesn't matter right now yeah, and I, I see, he does keep the dragon secret initially, and his whole plan is, like, even from the jump, he's like, I will tell my family Yep. when the dragon is too big for them to get rid of it. Exactly. Like, I mean, that I is definitely... now, it would be too easy for them to try to get rid of it. That is definitely... So wait until it's old enough that it, can, it can't get rid of the dragon. <laughs> and that so, is such a kid thing, too. It is, like, it I'm is... just going to hide this until I can't hide it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I do... I think that also makes Aragorn very likable because I think it, it demonstrates that he does trust his family. Oh, 100%. Just like his family trusts him. We talk about them not yep. following him. Yep. Like, eh, Aragon's being Aragon. He's like, all right, I have to figure... And he's like, I... He's like, knows his family enough that he can't just be like, here's a dragon. I don't know what it means. That'll yeah. freak him out. So he's like, has a plan of like, I will figure out what this means. And then I will... And I like him not keeping secrets from his family because I think that is such an annoying trope yep and he doesn't lie to them Mm -hmm. they when they ask why are you spending so much time in the woods he just kind of shrugs and walks away (laughs) so he doesn't necessarily lie to them which also i i really like yeah so i think yeah i think this chapter just does a really good job of like making like us and me specifically like i like aragon a lot yeah i like kind of was like all right i'm still like reading my protagonist and trying to figure it out but like this chapter seeing how he wants to care for the baby dragon and protect it and is responsible and worries for it. And is also responsible enough to his, like, the, the what he owes his family. Yep. And isn't wanting to put them out and is like, okay, I'm going to handle this as responsibly as I can. Yep. And, and I think that's just impressive. And it mm-hmm. really establishes, like, okay, I think this is a character that I don't, I'm not going to mind hanging out with. Oh, yeah. We'll see if he ruins it later. But yeah. But for now, for now, I like Super Aragorn. chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, like, um, kind of going back with what you said about, like, like helping protect the farm and them. And I mm-hmm. think, like, 
Aragon could spin it that way in a way that because like it's mentioned before, like if anything were to happen to them, they're kind of screwed because mm-hmm. they're just so far out of Carvajal. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, if we have a dragon, we don't have to worry about that. Imagine anymore. how much better hunting would exactly. be if we had a dragon. I yep. wouldn't have lost any of those deer if exactly. we had a dragon. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think like Aragon really has a solid case. But again, like what you said, he wants to understand before presenting his case <laughs> yeah, his family's gonna have objections absolutely so he needs to be able to counter any of those yep. questions any of those objections yep 100 percent. So yeah and i think the also what these two chapters do really well is balancing the magic and the unknown with something mm-hmm. very concrete and real it's like how you pointed out lucy the dragon is behaving like an animal yep a creature we can understand so we yep. are immediately given like it's a dragon it's so mysterious and yeah. ethereal and and perfect so we yep. could never accomplish no 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 it's a giant beast and it eats and it has claws it's gonna sharpen and yep. it poops yep. and also aragon can talk to it with its mind yep and You're it like, like rubs okay, sure. it like rubs its scales on trees probably Probably itching, yeah, you know, itching. so. I've seen a cat do this, like, yep. yeah. And and making it, I think, doing a good job of, as we are introduced to the first concrete, like, magical, magical thing. Oh, 100%. Still making it, giving us a world that is grounded. And yep. it's a really, it's a really good balancing act. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Luz, what is our writing takeaway from this one, I think? Hmm. I think, I'm, I'm going to go off kind of with what you just said mm-hmm. with because. Just because something is super magical doesn't mean that it has to be not understood. Mm-hmm. Like it can it can be written in a way that we can understand in a simple way. Like it doesn't have to be this elegant, fascinating, like mind-boggling thing. It can literally be like, oh, big blue cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Like especially if this is a creature we are meant to spend a lot of time with. Yeah. It would not do well to be like – Aragon must spend chapters and chapters trying to piece together its behavior and yeah. how it like especially like no they are going to be bonded yep and and that's important mm-hmm. yeah I think that's good uh, yeah um before we end the episode though I do want to share what the audio hold on hold on, hold on. I know you do yes do, so bad do, but do continue. we want to wait until we actually get proper talking because I think uh, this time it's still like baby's first word it's uh, I'll, I'll tell you how my reaction to it is, and then we can go from there. Because okay. when I first read the book, I think I read it like twice. I mm-hmm. think I read Aragon twice before I got the audiobook because then I kept trying to read it and I just couldn't get back into it. So I'm like, I want I want to experience this again, but I can't. So uh, d- uh, discs. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember being so excited mm. for Sif- uh, uh, the dragon. Part- I remember being so well, yeah, excited sure for the, the dragon. Before, but whatever, we're moving on now. <laughs> yes, uh, I just remember being so excited to hear the voice for the first time, mm-hmm. and I was like pins and needles waiting for the first word, and then I heard it, and I was like, "No." Okay, yeah, I know you're right. You're right. No. Yeah, if this is yeah, we should share it now. And then it was just like, uh, I'm like, no, that can't be. If it's this terrible from the jump, yeah. And I was like, it can't be this for the full thing, can it? And then that was like later when the dragon has more lines. I was like, oh my God, it is. And I can share that too. But it's just, anyone who's listened to the audiobooks know what, I, I think knows what I'm saying. I don't know if anyone has like the same experience that I do, but oh my God. So hold on, let me. There it is. Ah! I just heard it. That was so bad. On its shoulder and tried to radiate peace and serenity. Scales bumped under his fingers as he patted it gently. A single word ran in his head, deep and clear. 
Aragon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. No, that's yep. not it. And that's it, not it. It was deep and, I, and clear. Is not raspy and rumbly. Aragon. No, it's a dragon <laughs> speaking in his mind. Yeah, and I it think doesn't like, have to sound like what a dragon would sound like if it spoke. It's in yeah. its head. Yeah, and I think like. I un- I think I understand because even when the dragon speaks, Aragon does not under like still can't tell it's the the whether it's male or female. Like which fair, but the which it's I'm, the rasping. It's the rasping grumble in the throat that like I remember hearing that and being like little like young me being so disappointed. Not I was good. so disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can't be the whole book. Um, this can't be the whole book. And I even remember like telling my mom about it and my mom being like, I am so sorry <laughs> because I was so disappointed. You're so I was sad. and that was like the Lucy. Yeah, and that was like the one thing with the movie I was so nervous about waiting for the dragon to talk. Mm-hmm. And then the dragon talked and I was like, Oh thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's let like me... it's not gonna be that. Let me look up the voice actor for uh oh, Rachel Weiss. Mm-hmm. Was the the voice of uh, the dragon in the movie? Which yeah, I like that. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. And I just um, I also like felt for the uh, the narrator. Uh, I can't remember their uh, the dude's name. Who was it? Who is it? Gerald Doyle. Like mm-hmm. I just felt so bad for him. He has to talk like because this, he has to yeah. talk like that, and like he must have like thirty glasses. Of water yeah, yeah. So he can drink, but it's just. Oh man, choices were made. Not yeah. choices we agree with, but no. Yeah, but well, I really I think combining these two was a good call, Lucy. Thank yes. you for that. Yeah, cuz I was just like I it was just felt weird not to combine them cuz they were they literally acted like one chapter more yeah. or less. So, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. So, listeners, thank you so much for for listening to these uh, episode and for letting us break our our format just from the jump it'll probably happen more <laughs> if we come across any more chapters that are like that short mm-hmm. that can be combined yes yep i'm sure i'm sure we probably will we've got yeah. many books ahead of us yes we do awesome. well until next week she's lucy hart and she's darian smart and this is aragon and back again 